Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. My name is Ryan Alexander. It's so good to be with you at all of our campuses, Northfield, Shakopee, Lakeville, and Rosemount. And I also want to greet those of you who are joining us live or later online. And I know there are guests in the room this time of year. People are coming and going. And so a special welcome uh, to those of you who are guests. We're honored that you're with us, that you would trust us uh, with your time. And we want you to know that at any point in the service, you're welcome to participate. Uh, But if you want to just observe and take it in, uh, you're also welcome to just be our guest. Including this point of the worship service, we're going to invite our ushers to come forward to receive our tithes and offerings. If, If this is your church home, this is when we return to God what he has first given us. And uh, during this time, I want to give a shout out to those of you who took the 90-day challenge. I know there are many of you out there. uh, For 90 days, you're trusting God more with your finances, your tithing over these next 90 days. And the stories are coming in. We're hearing stories of of blessings in all shapes and sizes. I just heard one the other day. And so keep those stories coming. Uh, There's a a place on our website where you can share stories of all kinds, including tithing stories. Uh, We love to hear this. so inspiring to see how God's working in those ways. Now, I know there are some of you uh, who you'd love to get in on the party, uh, the tithing party and the freedom and the blessings, but you're still trying to get a handle on your finances. And if that's you, we have a perfect opportunity for you. In January, we're offering a course called Financial Peace University. And this course uh, is put together by someone named Dave Ramsey and his organization. And hundreds of thousands of people have gone through this course and they've discovered more freedom and joy and the blessings that come from trusting God with their finances and and all of their lives. And so I would hope that many of you uh, would sign up for Financial Peace University in, in January. And we are in a series series called Angels, and uh, this series was kicked off last week, and uh, Pastor Julia kicked it off. It was a great message. I almost asked her to come back and preach again this week. It was so good, Uh, but I wanted to get in on the action because this is an important topic for us, one that probably hasn't been talked about enough, angels. It's all over the Bible, this topic of angels. 300 times angels are mentioned in scripture. That's a lot. And then the Christmas story, they're all over the Christmas story. We hear angels uh, singing and angels bringing um, news for people. They're all over the the Christmas story. So it's a fitting topic for for this time of year. And angels are all over culture, are they not? It seems like there's always a, a new TV show coming out with an angel as a central or main character. Uh, back in the day, it was Touched by an Angel. Remember Touched by an Angel, some of you? Uh, or Highway to Heaven. Anyone remember Highway to Heaven? Yeah, not, not the song by ACDC. That was a different direction. That was also back in the day, by my day. Uh, but this was Highway to Heaven with Michael Landon as the angel, or Pa in Little House on the Prairie. Not that I ever watched that, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was a good show, Highway to Heaven. So as, as believers, as Christians, we want to be clear about what angels are and what angels aren't. And last week, we, we started to unpack some of this. And angels, first of all, are spiritual beings created by God to do two things primarily, to glorify God, to point to God, to make God bigger, and then secondly, to, to minister to human, humanity, to serve humanity. God has created these spiritual beings called angels to, in part, to minister to us. Or might might say it this way, angels are here for you and for me uh, to minister, to serve, to guide, to lift up. And so that's all over the Bible as well. In fact, here's one verse, Hebrews 1.14 says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? 
very clearly. His angels are sent by God to minister to people like you and me. Jesus was ministered to by angels. We read about that in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that, that Jesus was ministered to by angels. So as a church that wants to look more and more like Jesus, we also need to learn how to be ministered to by angels, what it means to be ministered to by angels. We also talked last week about how angels are not the same thing as human beings. Human beings are not the same thing as angels. Uh, that, that, that flies in the face of this popular idea that somehow when we die, we become angels in heaven. Not entirely true. We don't read that in scripture. We do read that, that human beings, when they die, become like angels in some ways, but not in every way. And we also read that, that angels become human, take on human form at some time. They don't become human, but they take on human form so that they can communicate to, to human beings on earth. So in the Bible, angels stay angels, humans stay humans. Angels occupy this space between God and humanity kind of float and fluctuate between heaven and earth. Or another way to think about it is that angels blur the lines between heaven and earth. It's part of what they do. The most basic definition of angel is, is messenger. It comes from the Greek word angelos, which means messenger. Angels have a message from God for humanity, for us. That's why this topic is so important. God wants to communicate at times through these spiritual beings that he's created called angels. That's what's happening in the, the passage I'm going to read to you right now out of Luke chapter two. This is the Christmas story. And, uh, and it's also gonna be read on Christmas Eve. It's familiar uh, because you've probably heard it on Christmas Eve if you've been coming to Hosanna or any church for that matter. Uh, but it's gonna be read 32 times at all of our Christmas services. But but you won't be listening because there'll be animals distracting you, doing all kinds of funny things. So I'm gonna read it right now without the animals so that you can um, really take it in. And by the way, if you're a guest with us, usually we put words on the screen from scripture that we're reading. But in this case, I just want you to hear it, the Christmas story as I read to you. Now listen and look for the ways that angels are involved as I described them earlier, what angels doing, angels doing what angels do. Luke 2, verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. 
the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Gospel from, from Luke. Did you, did you see and, and hear angels doing what angels do? You see the angels glorifying God. Glory to God in the highest. Gloria in excelsis Deo. And, and then ministering to humanity, serving humanity, peace on earth. And then the message, very clearly, the angels were there that very first Christmas night to bring a message for humanity. And if I were to sum up the message that the angels came to bring that very first Christmas night, I think I could do it in three words. That the angels came to bring this message for humanity that night and every night, every day. And the message is this, three words, don't miss it. Don't miss it. The angels that very first Christmas, there's one, okay, in case you missed the first one, there's a sky full of them. Don't miss it. Don't miss the most important event in the history of the universe. Don't miss it. Don't miss what God is doing. Don't, don't miss the bigger story that's unfolding all around you. Don't miss what's happening beneath the surface and beyond the natural. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Don't miss it. That very first Christmas, the angels are saying, don't miss it. And, and I believe that, that every message that angels come to bring can be summed up that way. Don't miss it. There's more going on around you. There's more unfolding, a bigger story unfolding than what you can see beyond the surface, beyond the natural. Don't miss it. See, angels have something that some of you uh, have. I might even say some of you suffer from. Angels have something called FOMO. You know what FOMO is? Fear of missing out. I can see it. Some of you have this, right? You're afraid of missing out on a party, you know, any social engagement. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss any announcement on Facebook or wherever. You don't want to miss it when your neighbor comes out to take out the trash because there might be a conversation. You don't want to miss FOMO. And, and if you have this condition, I just need to say something from the bottom of my heart as an introvert. You people make me tired. <laughs> Just watching you. Oh, man. See, the introverts, we have a fear of not missing out from time to time. FOMO. But see, angels, it's a little bit different for them. They're not afraid of missing out for themselves. They're afraid of missing out for you. Right? They don't want you to miss out. They don't want you to miss out on what God is doing around you, the greater story, the bigger story that's unfolding around you. They're driven by, they're fueled by you not missing it. They're saying in so many words, in so many ways, whether we can see it or not, don't miss it. So what's it? Glad you asked. What's it? What is the it that angels don't want us to miss? And we could sum this it up uh, with three phrases that come out of Luke chapter two. And uh, I want to I spend some time with each of these three phrases that really capture, that cover a lot of ground when it comes to the it that angels, angels don't want us to miss. Not just that first Christmas night, but, but every day. And the first phrase is this, don't be afraid. Last week, 
Very first words out of the angel's mouth, don't be afraid. This week, the very first words out of the angel's mouth, don't be afraid. Now, in part, that may be because when people have an experience like this, an angel shows up in their lives, they're kind of afraid. That's understandable, natural. It doesn't happen every day. But, But what's also going on here is I believe this message, don't be afraid, is one of heaven's primary messages for earth. Don't be afraid. You're not alone. God is with you. He's for you. Emmanuel, God with but he's, he's here. You're not alone on this terrestrial ball or in this big, vast universe. He sees you. He's sending an angel to say, don't be afraid. Angels bring this message. And we can know that some of you are here this weekend. I don't know why you thought you came, but some of you are here this weekend just to hear this message. You don't have to be afraid because there is a God who is very active, very intentional, very committed to you hearing this message You don't have to be afraid. God's with you. He's for you. And all of us can know that because of the promises of scripture and and, and stories like the one I read earlier. But sometimes we get to have encounters ourselves where God is saying, don't be afraid. We've asked people to submit stories, their angel stories for the series. A lot of you have been doing that. Again, I mentioned that webpage, on our website, you can find a link to share your stories. Here's one story that was submitted, an angel story. My husband left me when I was pregnant. And as a result, my daughter only saw her father a couple of times. When she was about 14, I was sending her on a plane to see her father. Not only was I worried about their connection, the connection between the two of them, but also about having her fly alone at that young age. While waiting for the plane, a tall, good-looking man named Chip, which is usually the name of tall, good-looking men, right? Chip. (laughs) Came over to me and started comforting us. He said he was a pilot for Northwest. He was going to catch a ride on the plane, but would be sitting in the cockpit. He promised me that he would stay with her until they saw her dad. When they landed, she called me and said that Chip was leaving since they saw her dad coming towards them. I was so very thankful for that pilot that I decided to call Northwest Air to thank them for their wonderful pilot and what he had done for us. They had no pilot named Chip. And there there were no extra pilots in the cockpit. They had me speak to at least three people from the airline and they all agreed none of their pilots were going standby on that flight. Angel, I think so. He put me at such peace about the whole thing. I love this verse in Hebrews. Isn't that a great story, by the way? I I love this verse in Hebrews that, that says, sometimes we are entertaining angels unaware. Be open to that this week. Maybe even as you look back in the last week, you might go, oh, maybe there was something more going on there. And one of the messages they've come to bring is don't be afraid. Don't miss it. You don't have to be afraid. Here's another part of the it that angels don't want us to miss, that God doesn't want us to miss. And it's in this phrase, armies of heaven. Armies of heaven. There are dozens of examples throughout scripture of God sending armies, legions, multitudes of angels to to fight for people. And we see it all over scripture. It's undeniable. They've come to fight for people against who? This is also in the Bible and this is also a reality. 
supernatural forces of darkness. And those forces of darkness are led by someone that the Bible refers to as Satan or the devil. Who was originally Lucifer, one of the two archangels in heaven with Michael. But, but Lucifer, unlike Michael, rebelled against God. Pride comes before the fall. And he falls and ever since has been singularly committed to thwarting God's efforts in the world. For humanity has been singularly committed to sowing seeds of discouragement and despair and division and death. Do we see that happening in our world today? And God's through angels saying, don't miss it. Yeah, that's happening, but, but I'm sending armies of angels and, and, and God as powerful as some of those other forces can be, God is infinitely more powerful. And he's sending his angels on our behalf, armies of angels, to push back against the darkness in our lives. And when we miss that, we are being unnecessarily clobbered by those forces of darkness. Discouragement, despair, division, boom, boom, boom. Where's it coming from? God wants to send armies of angels. This was happening to me earlier in my life. It was being unnecessarily clobbered. Uh, Jen, I had just finished grad school and we were recently married. And, and, uh, and Jen, it was Jen's turn to go to grad school. She went to Fuller Seminary in California. And there was a ministry that was loosely associated, affiliated with the seminary, a prayer ministry that, that we uh, got turned on to and we made an appointment to be prayed over there. As we were early in our marriage and we're both firstborns and we needed a lot of prayer. <laughs> and so we, we sat down with these folks and, and they prayed for us. And the first thing they said was, over Jen, Jen, we see an angel over you, a singing angel over you. This angel's been with you since you were three years old. Of course, they had no idea that she'd been singing since, on stage since she was three years old. And, and a worship leader, they had no idea. But, but that, that's what they saw. It's sweet, isn't it? Sweet, singing angel. I'm thinking, what do they see over me? <laughs> and I asked them, what do you see over me? And they said, we need to pray more. <laughs> they did. And then after they were done praying, they, they said, you know, we sense that there were, there were forces of darkness that, were, that have been coming at you since you were very young. And, 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 they, and they've been having their way with you in, in certain respects. And as we prayed and called out to God, God, we, we sensed and saw God sending angels to push back against those forces in your life. And, 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 and those forces now are on the run. I'll never forget the, the one lady who prayed. She said, now it's a fair fight. And, and I know it sounds a little bit like science fiction to some of you. Like, that would be good in the next Star Wars film. Anyone excited about the next Star Wars film, by the way? I am, yeah. And I would get if you think that. But I can tell you, I experienced it. I experienced the difference that that, that prayer made in my life. That, 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 that the sense that angels, God was sending angels to push back against these forces of darkness. I sensed the difference it made. And I look back on that time as a time when, when, when God really started to turn the tides in my life. 
as, as I you know, work through this long journey of, of overcoming anxiety and, and um, issues with self-worth and all of that, and anger, and that was a significant moment for me. God is sending angels to fight on our behalf. What did I ask God this week? What does that look like? And, and I closed my eyes and he showed me. It was just like light, forces of light being sent down, bombarding anything that is coming against us that's not from God. It was a beautiful image that I saw. It's happening right now, right now. Armies of angels, don't miss it. And then the third part of the it that God doesn't want us to miss, and this is really the most important part of the it. It's found in this phrase, you will find a baby. The angels say to the shepherds, you'll find a baby. Hey, don't miss it. We're going to fill up the sky here to make sure you don't miss it. But here's what we want you to know more than anything else. You will find a baby. And not just any baby, the baby. The baby that, that people have been waiting generations for, thousands of years for. The baby that has come to rescue humanity, to redeem humanity, to make all things right for humanity. The baby that, that will come and make forgiveness possible and will make it possible for human beings to live fully and to live freely and to live forever. That baby. Don't miss him. More than anything else, angels are saying, don't miss this baby who has come for humanity. And here's the best part. It's a free gift from God. Jesus is a free gift. I just spent some time, we as a, as a family just spent some time in Thailand. It was a wonderful trip. My mother-in-law grew up there as a missionary child. And so we got to go back with her. And, and uh, it's colorful culture. The hospitality is amazing. The food is spectacular, all that. But it's a predominantly Buddhist culture. And in, in the Buddhist religion, it is all about earning and striving and getting merit so that you can somehow get closer to the transcendent, the divine. And I found myself, as we spent this time in Thailand, being so grateful for God's grace. That in Christianity, it's not about what we do, it's about what he's done for us. That he has come as a baby who grew into a man who died on the cross took on all of our sin so that we could be forgiven and live forever with him and then rose again, overcoming sin and, the, and death and the devil, victorious over all of that. And it's a free gift in our lives. Don't miss it. More than anything else this Christmas, just hear my pastoral heart here. Don't miss the baby and all that he means. Don't miss Jesus. Maybe, maybe that's hitting you for the first time. And we'll talk a little bit in a moment about how to receive that free gift. You know, one of the questions people ask in a series like this is, why don't angels appear like they did back then? I mean, why am I not looking up in the sky and seeing a choir of angels? Are angels less active today or, or what's the alternative? Are we less active spiritually? Are we less receptive? Are we less sensitive to what God is doing around us? Are we missing it? You know, if we find ourselves going, you know, life now isn't like it was when 
in those days that we read about in the Bible, most of the time, it's not God who's changed, it's us. It's our world that's changed. And so, as I close here, I want to share just a few thoughts, three thoughts actually, about how we can increase our spiritual sensitivity to lean back in the direction maybe of how you know, people experience God's presence and activity, angelic activity, um, as we read about in the Bible. Or another way to think about it is how do we decrease the likelihood that we'll miss it this Christmas season? The first thought is reduce distractions. Have you ever gone out into the country, you know, and you're from the city, you're from the suburbs, and you go, wow, it's quiet out here. Or you look up and you say, oh, there are stars? Why, why do we have that experience? Because where we normally live, there's lots of light, light pollution, lots of noise, noise pollution, and we get away from all those distractions and, and we can hear and see ways that we don't normally. Now, distractions in our lives usually fall into one of two categories, technology or activity. Let's just talk about technology for a moment. I, I heard a stat recently, it's gonna shock you like it shocked me, that the average American spends 11 hours a day looking into a screen. 11 hours. You know, some of that's work, some of that's, you know, TV, some of that, but 11 hours. And we, of course we're gonna miss what God's doing around us and, and what's happening around us when our face is buried in a, constantly buried in a screen. It doesn't mean all technology's bad, but, but I think we could afford to reduce that a little bit if we really want to know what's happening around us, what God's doing in our midst, in our lives, and pointing us to. And then activity, you know, our calendar, like yours, is probably way over, you know, filled. But I also think about lesser activities that we're engaged in, usually entertainment or sports. Now, you know I love sports if you've been around for any length of time. In fact, I was up late last Monday night Too soon? Okay. Some of you are going, why are they booing? I'm from Seattle originally, but I like the Vikes too when they're not playing Seattle. Okay. But sports aren't the most important thing in life. But it can become our primary preoccupation and, and we miss it. We miss what's going on around us. You know what oppressive dictators did throughout history? They made entertainment and sports readily available to the population so that it would numb their minds and keep them from rising up against the dictator. You see where I'm going with that? That's happening to us right now. Our minds are numb, and I would say, let's rise up. Let's rise up this week. Put the phone away. Turn the radio off in the car. Like, turn down the noise. Put the screen aside so we don't miss what God's doing around us and angels that may be trying to bring a message to us. Second thought is that that we would reactivate wonder. That's one of the themes of this series, a reclaim wonder again. I, I think that wonder is under assault in our world today. There's this, there's this excessive need for certainty. Right, we, gotta see, we gotta see it to believe it. We gotta see it to believe it. Well, as, as believers, we actually, we see it because we believe it. Because we wonder and we believe in faith that God is moving in all kinds of ways, some ways that we can see and in some ways we can't see. 
How do we reactivate wonder? Uh, I would say engage in things like, like music and art, and there's wonder that's stirred up in that. Prayer, God, just excite my spiritual imagination. Here's another way to reactivate wonder. Become an angel. Wait a minute, I thought you said human beings don't become angels. Here, in some ways, we become like angels in that we can be the messenger. When, when we are engaged in bringing this message through our actions, through our lives, through our words, wonder is stirred up. In your program, there's an insert. You, you probably saw it. Make sure you see it. So it's, at the top, it says 10 ways to make room this Christmas season. For who? For people. People who need to know Jesus. People who need us to be the messengers. People who need us to, to, to make room in our lives so that they can come closer and closer and closer to knowing the center of the it, which is you will find a baby. You will find Jesus. And in Luke 15, we read that when people come, people who are far from God come back to him or come close to him, angels in heaven rejoice. There's a big old party going on when that happens. And when we become the messenger, we are reactivating wonder. Let's do that this Christmas season. And then lastly, this has to do with that gift that I was talking about earlier. If we want to not miss it, we need to receive God's presence, receive the spirit into our lives. If we're gonna see and sense the presence and activity of God around us, we need more the presence and activity of God within us. That happens through the Holy Spirit. See, we may or may not see angels with our physical eyes. But because of Jesus and what he's done and what he's made possible, we have something even better, the Holy Spirit. Where, where we can receive the very presence of God into our lives, into our hearts. Love that line from a little town of Bethlehem. Be born in us today. Jesus can be born in us. Jesus can live in us. The presence of God can reside in us through the Holy Spirit. How does that happen? You say yes. It's a free gift. We confess our need. Yeah, I need Jesus. I need the presence of God in my life. And then we say yes because it's a free gift. You have to open it. You say yes. Maybe, maybe you will do that again this Christmas season. Say yes to his presence living in you. And when you have his presence living in you, you can know you don't need to be afraid. You can know that the, the power of God, all the power that created the universe is available, accessible to us. And we have this presence that's pointing us once over and over again to Jesus. Don't miss it. Maybe for the first time you would say yes. I would encourage you to, to keep hearing God as we, as we land the plane of this um, message. And as we do that, know that there are angels everywhere. Whether we can see them or not, they're, they're here. Angels are all around us. And as we worship to close out this service, we can know that we, when we worship, we join the angels in heaven. Revelation 5 says that there are thousands, even millions of angels gathered right now around the throne. Who's on the throne? Jesus saying, holy, holy, holy. And when we worship, we get to join in that chorus. We've got a spectacular Christmas concert this year. Sorry if you missed it. You can come next year, all right? 
but that heavenly chorus that we get to be a part of when we worship God, Christmas concert ain't nothing compared to that. And we're gonna worship here in just a moment. But before we do that, would you join me in prayer? God, we thank you for the very presence of your spirit in this room. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to receive your presence through the Holy Spirit. We thank you for this early December, quiet, restful, tender moment. Maybe where some of the distractions have been stripped away and and we're leaning in beyond the surface, beyond the natural, open to what you have for us. And I believe that, that for some today, the message, do not be afraid. Fear that has been haunting and relentlessly clobbering people will be broken off. Send your angels now. Heaven's armies that are coming, bombarding this space, our lives, our homes with light. If we would just be open, come Holy Spirit, open us up to how you are moving. God, we thank you for the baby. More than anything else, angels are pointing us to him. May we see him now as we worship you together, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. Let's worship together one more time.